Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. Poisons and toxins can be very mysterious and frightening things. Some of the most horrible literature in the world has been written about poisoning. In this episode, we're going to talk about the toxins that we can accumulate in our minds and our emotions that can damage us so badly. Stay tuned. I have a question for you. Do you like consuming poison? (laughs) Okay, it's not going to be about me asking you to stop smoking or eating too much sugar. Um, It's something much more insidious, actually. Poison is another word for toxin. They're interchangeable. Toxin is usually a word that we hear people like botanists use when they're talking about a plant. Like maybe they're saying, hey, you shouldn't eat belladonna. Or maybe a term you hear on a detective show when the detective asks, calls someone and says, hey, did the test show any toxins in the victim? But not all toxins are physical, like arsenic or cyanide. It's like I said before, some toxins are much more insidious and sometimes harder to identify or discover their sources. I want to talk about those sort of toxins and why they are so very dangerous, primarily because they hide so well and because they are so universal that we don't even think about how poisonous and destructive they can be. So, sit up, pay attention. There'll be a test later. (laughs) No, no, they won't unless you consider your own personal health to be a test that you really, really want to pass. Now, these invisible toxins that we encounter every day are toxic thoughts and toxic emotions. And it's really kind of hard to separate them because it's like saying toxic food and toxic drink. You know, you you take both of them into your body, whether it's food or drink, So the emotions and the thoughts, they kind of go together. Anyway, let's look at a few of them. The first one I want to mention is, I can change someone else. As in, like, um, oh, I just know Bob or Susan or Bill or Mary is a really good person deep inside. If I form a relationship with him, with her, I'm sure I can turn them around. But okay, let's just stop right there. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to stop a bad habit or practice of your very own? How hard was it, really? Um, How difficult was it to say, I don't know, stop smoking or cut back on sugar or stop giving bad drivers the finger or always, always, always drive under the posted legal speed limit. No sweat, huh? I mean, yeah, you know, it was easy, right? Right. Now think about it. You are in control of your own actions. But how easy was it to do that? 
Or better yet, how hard was it? And if you are in control of yourself, and it was that hard, how much more difficult will it be to change someone else when they are in the metaphorical driver's seat? For that matter, what gives you the right to change someone else or even think they need to be changed anyway? Who says they're wrong? Further, who says that whatever they're doing is not a stage in their own personal development? I know that I, myself, have been through times in my life where I later regretted what I had done. But honestly, even in those times, (laughs) I learned lessons that were very helpful to me later. And even sometimes when the lessons were painful. We go through things, even of our own making. And sometimes the universe, God, however you choose to name it, uses those things to teach us lessons that we need to learn. Now, you can help people to change if they want to change. But you can't change someone else, no matter how much you want to do it. So don't set yourself up for all the heartache and stress that goes along with trying to change someone else. Okay, let's talk about the next toxin. Chronic dissatisfaction. Oh, this job sucks. So you change jobs. Doggone, this job sucks even more. So you begin looking for another job. Or another house. Or another car. Or another partner. As someone who's lived through that kind of turmoil. And finally, I believe I've gotten rid of that toxin. Let me let you in on a secret. The grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. But let's say for a moment that it is greener on the other side of this particular fence. There will always be another pasture fence that has even greener grass on the other side, no matter where you are. I'm not saying you have to settle for a lousy situation. Sometimes you need to change. But if you are someone who can't be satisfied no matter what, then you need to examine your mindset. Ask yourself, Are you really dissatisfied with your situation? Or is the truth that you are dissatisfied with yourself or how you're handling the situation? If you constantly try to remove yourself from every place or every situation that is uncomfortable for you, how will you grow? A weightlifter does not make muscles and get better at lifting weights by picking up things that are light and easy to lift. If it's not a challenge, it does not help you to improve. Constantly hopping from one situation to the next just to try to find something better causes a lot of physical, mental, and emotional instability. And you don't really need that in your life. Okay, next thing. How about having a special personal relationship making your life perfect. Guess what? It will not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really, really super great to find that special connection with the other person, male or female, who really seems to understand and relate to you. But it will not create a life or relationship without conflict, stress, and annoyance. It may make it easier to deal with the conflict, handle the stress, or 
get past the annoyance, but those things will still be there. It is a part of being a mature person to realize that no relationship is perfect, but sometimes the benefits outweigh the imperfections, and the end result is a relationship that helps both people develop and meet their maximum potential and level of happiness. And sometimes that relationship has to end for both people to grow into what they can be. I guess I have another question that's, <laughs> why do you think you need a special relationship that completes you? Really? Now, yeah, it's fantastic to have someone to share special moments with you, and even the not-so-special moments. But the truth is, no one needs someone else to complete them. Each of us is enough. And if you cannot learn to be happy when you are alone, you will never be truly happy even when you are with someone else. Each of us is created to thrive even when we are alone. And we need to understand we are not incomplete just because we don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend or a husband or wife. Now, here's a toxin that we see all the time in today's socio-political landscape. And that is the thought that there's only one way that's right and anything else is absolutely wrong. How many times do you hear this in the news? Or maybe not the news, but some commentary. Senator Blank is a member of the whatever party, and that party's policies are all destructive to our country. Or maybe... My friends, if you do not believe the words of this particular holy book and live free from whatever their pet sin might be, you will then be consigned to everlasting damnation in a lake of fire and brimstone. Now, just a reminder, for centuries, being left-handed was condemned as a sin. And even in Victorian times, children were sometimes beaten for being left-handed. It's no mistake that the word sinister comes from the Latin word sinistra, or left side. Almost every decision in the world has more than one correct choice, no matter what it is. Is it always a good choice to execute someone found guilty of murder? You might say, well, of course it is. But what about all those times people have been discovered to be innocent after they were executed? Is it always a good policy to restrict immigration? What about all those immigrants who came here and later became Nobel Prize winners? Is it even always a good choice to eliminate all fats from your diet? And what about all those nutrients that are fat-soluble? And unless they are eaten along with some kind of fat, they pass right through your body without even having any benefit. Every broad statement about this is always wrong, and I or we am always right. Not only is causes stress within you, but within society in general, and it's very toxic. Everyone has their own truths because truth is subjective. One of my truths is that my wife is the most beautiful woman in the world. Now, you may think that your wife or partner is the most beautiful woman in the world, and that's fine because that is your truth. But facts are not subjective. Gravity is a fact. If you drop a spoon while you're sitting at the table, it's going to fall. 
and no argument will change that. Uh, here's another toxin that's really big right now. Toxic fear. Okay, before you roll your eyes and say, oh God, another pandemic denier. Let me tell you, I'm, I do not deny that there is a viral pandemic right now with COVID-19 and all its variants. There, I said it. On the other hand, a generalized fear of what might possibly happen, whether it's disease, economic collapse, the crumbling of the housing market, the stock market plunging into the depths, a terrorist attack, being left behind in the rapture, or whatever your pet fear may be, can be an agonizing, crippling, and paralyzing toxin. Now, there are healthy fears. A healthy fear like, hey, not wearing my seatbelt could be dangerous, or not taking proper health precautions during a pandemic could endanger me and others, or if I leave firearms lying around loaded where toddlers can get to them, that's a really bad idea. Those are the kind of good, healthy fears that help us to remain safe and healthy. But fears about the things we cannot control, a comet smashing into the earth, or a careening car slamming into us as we drive down the road, well, those kind of fears only use up energy and they can be devoted to better things. And extra stress from such fears affects the body in a variety of ways. It makes your body produce stress hormones that induce premature aging, and they cause us to retain unhealthy body fat. And they make us more susceptible to heart disease and hypertension. And quite honestly, they make us not fun to be around. Nobody wants to be around someone who's always worried about something crazy going to happen to everybody. Fear can be a good thing. It's our bodies and nature's warning system that says, hey, trying to walk the railing on the eighth floor balcony is simply not a good idea. But unreasoning or uncontrolled fear can consume us. And it keeps us from accomplishing what we really long to do from what we are meant to do. Such unhealthy fear darkens our lives and keeps us from reaching our highest possible personal good. Now, you know, there's been a lot of talk about self-talk. And some self-talk is good, but some of it can be very toxic. This is something a lot of people have struggled with, and honestly, I am one of them. I was a chubby, unpopular kid in school. I had zero social skills, mostly because I lived in a very rural environment where I didn't interact with a lot of people outside of school, except in church. And it was a small Protestant evangelical Pentecostal church with a central message, it was not about God's love, but about escaping eternal damnation by becoming a Christian and not sinning without repenting in sackcloth and ashes. Growing up like that, never participating in any sports at school because I was chubby, uh, self-isolating because it was easier, and retreating to the books that I loved made it easy for me to let that little critical voice inside me say things like, man, I am so fat. I will probably never have a girlfriend, and if I do, I won't know how to treat her. I'll probably end up working in some textile mill or something, making minimum wage. As I got older, it turned into, why can't I get along with people? How come I, I don't realize that I just can't be bluntly frank with people and expect to have any friends? Man, I am such a loser. 
you may experience other different toxic internal voices. Maybe yours is, I'm just like my mother or my father, or I'll never be a success, or why did I ever think I was cut out for management? What a laugh. All of us have to learn to shut down that hypercritical internal voice, that tape recorder that plays the same sort of harshly critical crap that pokes holes in our self-worth and confidence. Those old tapes have to be kicked to the curb and replaced with internal voices that tell us, hey, sometimes stuff is hard to do, but you just have to keep at it. Self-sabotage is the most effective kind of sabotage. Because we usually believe our own internal voice, but because of that, the same concept can be applied to positive, encouraging things coming from that same voice. Now here's another unhealthy and toxic mental process. Trying to live in the future instead of today. It's sort of like the one about fearing what may come, but it's the opposite end of the spectrum. Instead of dreading what tomorrow may hold, a lot of people are so unsatisfied with today that they constantly are thinking about what happens after. After I graduate from college, I'll be so much happier. After I get married, I'll get my act together and start saving money. After we have the baby, our marriage is definitely going to get better. After my kids grow up, I'll follow my dreams and do what I always wanted to do. Or even something so short ranges. Oh man, after this assignment is finished, I will have time to relax. There are so, so many aphorisms, old sayings, about living for today. And many spiritual traditions also address it. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought or the things of itself. Jesus said that. Do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. The Buddha said that. One of the biggest buzzwords around today, and for good reason, is mindfulness. Mindfulness essentially means focusing on what is happening now, being present in the moment now, instead of thinking about what happens later today, tomorrow, or next month. For those of us who are inhabiting physical bodies, and I believe that applies to most of the people listening to this podcast, the future does not yet exist. It has yet to take shape. But the way you live and think today will shape your future. We create our own reality, both today and and in the future. So don't poison yourself with these kind of toxins and mess up the beautiful future you could have. Thanks for being here and listening to the podcast today. I trust it has been interesting, informative, and thought-provoking. If you did find it interesting, please be sure and return for another episode and tell your friends about it, too. I'd love it if you did that. It really helps me out. You can share directly from most podcast platforms. It would be really great if you followed or subscribed to the podcast, too. 
Most podcast platforms have one option or the other. If you want to tell me that you like the show, or that you hate it, that you agree with me or disagree with me, or anything else, really, I still want to hear from you. Leave a voice message if your particular podcast platform allows that, or send me a message through my website at www.spectrum-holistic.com. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep an open mind. Namaste. Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl.